0: I mean, I think I just take it back to the root, you know, at the end of the day, when you close your eyes at night, knowing you've you've done your best, you've given your best, you know, of, of goodness in life, forgiving yourself for your mistakes and starting fresh the next day. Mm.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And we have Jennifer Lynn with us today. Uh, Jennifer, we've known each other off and on for a couple years now, actually. Yep. Actually started with you running for the Woman of the Year. Correct. Is that correct? How, what year was that?
0: That's what we were talking about uh, two years ago, believe it or not. Yeah. Mm. Memorial Day.
1: Wow. That was a long time ago. I do remember being very hot that day.
0: It was the Murph.
1: Yeah. It's always hot for Murph. Yeah. It always every year. Is. Yeah. It is. It's like the first the first really hot day. Doesn't well, matter what. What was it
2: was. That like for you watching that? Like
0: watching it? Yeah. yeah.
2: Never really been exposed <laughs> to maybe CrossFit before and like seeing this crazy workout.
0: Well, I think What's I had enough yeah. of a uh, prior knowledge of CrossFit oh, okay. that I was I was familiar with the
2: right. formatting. So yeah, you kind of knew what to expect.
0: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, it's good to see the camaraderie. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You guys have a, a good community here.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's probably also thinking like...
2: Well, that's very that's polite of you to say that. that. <laughs> Because I would have been like, "What the hell are these people doing?" <laughs> I like, still wonder a that mile sometimes. it. on, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, after you can kind of contextualize it, like you said, with the community and stuff like that. But I, I would, I'm always curious to hear, like, you know, like what people think.
1: Yeah, especially when you walk in some of those days and it's like people like flying on the rings and doing handstand pushups. So as like, recently
2: as I think a couple of weeks ago, my wife like she doesn't do um, CrossFit. She did for a little while and. Kind of got into yoga a little bit that we have here, and uh, they were doing yoga up at this space where we're having the podcast. And you know, one of our members was being a little dramatic down there after a workout, like kind of on the ground. Yeah, you could guess (laughs) (laughs) easily. And she's yelling, like almost like they thought like something was wrong to the point. And all the you know the people that come to yoga regular are just like, why would you do that? (laughs) 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 That doesn't look fun. Anyway, um, I anyways,
1: Uh So, Jennifer, why don't you kind of just give us the little 60-second, like, who you are, where you're from, uh, you know, family, okay. all that kind of good stuff.
0: Um, so, originally from New York. Okay. I lived there until my dad got a job transfer to Indy. And then I got a scholarship to come to Xavier. And I was a piano and voice major at Xavier and a scholar. And I taught since 96. I have my own... Uh, piano and voice studio, and in the in the meanwhile, I was pursuing um, a way to supplement my income because with private lessons, you would have like a three to seven window because it's mostly children every day. Yeah. Mm. And so at that time, I was you know I had a coffee job or waiting tables, and I just didn't want to do that forever. Right. And um, so. This is gonna be a funny roundabout story, but I, I uh, at the time, was single, and my now husband was at this coffee shop, and I was there with my brother, and he was like, you should go out with that guy over there. I was like, all right, come on, let's go talk to him. <laughs> so, so we went the over. The rest is history. Yep, yep. and we sat next to him, and I'm fast-forwarding some details, oh. but he actually was teaching yoga, and of course you know I wanted to impress him and so I went to his yoga class and then I started thinking oh I could do this. Yeah. So then I continued to pursue my fitness certifications and was teaching group fitness for a while got a personal training certification and um, continued doing all that kind of stuff. Once I got all established. I was working at a facility as a contractor, which was great, but, um, you know, I kind of wanted a little more ability to run certain programming and, you know, just make my own decisions. And uh, so then the opportunity presented itself in 2012, and I opened Fit Philosophy.
1: Yeah. Mm, very cool. Yeah, it's a you know, lot of information condensed there. So I'm gonna go back just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how, like what age do you move from New York to Indy?
0: Like middle school.
1: Middle school, okay. So what's it? What area did you grow up in New York?
0: Um, like the Yonkers area, if anyone knows yeah.
1: that area. Yeah, yeah. What was that like, kind of growing up, going from there to Indianapolis, going basically going from kind of the hub of
0: urban and yeah to
1: to probably suburbs somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Right. Uh, it was quite challenging. Yeah. Actually.
1: Yeah. I will bet. <laughs> Probably just the same challenging if you can imagine Anytime you just go somewhere where you're completely uncomfortable and, <laughs> and trying to fit in.
0: Yeah, it was it was really an adjustment, but, you know, I think there's good people everywhere you go. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. got to find them.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what kind of challenges did you have moving from, you know, there to, to uh, Indianapolis and then to here?
0: Uh, well, one of the, I guess, a couple of the main things that I remember... We walked everywhere
1: oh, uh, when yeah. I lived
0: in New York. We walked to school, yeah. and and we walked to the grocery, and we walked everywhere. And in like suburbia, that's really not an option. Yeah. at you least walk, where we walk lived. Walk to
2: your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't Walk to the. So
0: that was interesting. Um, also, went from living in an apartment to a house. Yes. That was also interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and having, like, the whole neighbors thing. Because when you're in New York in an apartment building, you're not really, you don't really talk to your neighbors. You just you just go about your business. Yeah. People don't really like to socialize mm-hmm. so much. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it...
1: But then you got barbecues and... Cook- yeah. You know. So that's
0: a, I think that's a nice thing about the Midwest. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are a little more trusting.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I do remember uh, the, the very short time that I lived in New York. It was very lonely coming from here first where
0: hey how's it, you, right everyone's like hey what's up how's it going yeah like
1: even people you don't know you could talk to somebody but everyone's just head down like
0: just yeah go. yeah you know? it's true there really is a big change there yeah. so that's a positive change I, I like that
1: yeah um and then um you said you went from Indianapolis and then was that College,
0: Right, Xavier. Yeah, Xavier.
1: So you, you end up coming just for college, moving Xavier, mm-hmm. and then you've been obviously here ever since. Right. your parents still in Minneapolis?
0: No, they, they moved
1: here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you
0: go. Um, so they live here now, which is really nice. That cause...
1: is nice. So what's it like uh, maybe some of the – because I can't imagine what it's like getting a degree in teaching and all this kind of stuff for uh, piano and voice. I mean, that's a different path than most people are probably – you know, most people are business majors or finance or something like right. that. What's that kind of like, getting a degree in uh, the, the world of music? Arts. Yeah.
0: I think it's a good preparation for life yeah. because you have to be on stage in front of people on a very regular basis.
1: Hmm. That's true. That's,
2: That's what, what I was like. Sorry. The, um, you were regularly kind of on stage in front of people. This was something you started when you were real young, playing the piano and singing? Yeah,
0: I started when I was seven. Oh, wow. And so, I do think it's a great life skill to, from a young age, mm-hmm. be in front of a group of people sure. under stress and mm-hmm. be able to perform,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because that's kind of life, right? you got to yeah. be able to get up every day and present yourself to the world.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think music actually is a great tie-in to fitness. People are so driven by rhythms and beats and... Especially with certain classes, being able to understand beats per minute, and if you want the pace of the class to be mm. a certain pace, you can coordinate that with your music and. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very interesting.
1: Absolutely, because that's uh, it's it's funny too because the the arts get kind of a bad rap for you know, like your throwaway degrees, mm-hmm. you know, especially especially now where it's like, what are you going to do with a fine arts degree? And it's like, well, again, it depends, I think, on how you look, look at it. Like you said, if you're, if you're viewing this as like, it, maybe you didn't at the time, but like, you know, you look back on it like, wow, that really prepared me for a lot of different situations in life. And it's like, maybe there is something to it for people to actually recognize rather than just like, oh, he's just in art, and it's just going to be a way for him to go draw pictures or whatever it is. Like, that's not necessarily true. It's all about how you're perceiving what you're going through
0: yeah well and actually I mean if you are willing to hustle and mm. run your life more in a business manner you can I made my living as, as having a private studio when I did in-home lessons at people people's houses for yeah. 15 years
2: yeah.
0: Wow! so it, it, it's not that you can't make money it's that there's a lot of people who are fixated on one outcome And if they can't have that one outcome of being a star, Mm -hmm. then they're just going to be happy with complaining about it.
2: Mm. Wow. That's some, sorry, that's some really good stuff. I feel like everyone needs to hear that, like in life in general, right? Right. Because everyone has this vision for their life. And if it's not there ever present, then it's constantly like that complaint or, you know, like our, our big thing here, right? When people, you know, we, so first of all, we're blessed with an amazing community, but when we see people that might dwindle off, it's they're not seeing the result, and they're not the words you use. They're not hustling. They're not doing all the little things that they need to do. And I feel like that's in an, like, any any avenue of life. I don't see the results.
1: It's like you go back and check their attendance, and like you were here three times last month. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's not working for
2: me. This isn't working. And I think kind of you know to that point, I feel like you can make any degree work because yeah, you are the person you. you are the person you are so you know in any degree you're going to have tests so you're going to have to study you're going to have to put in the work and then you're going to hit the job market and you know i had a business degree in it and the job market was you know crap and 08 mm-hmm. 09 but you know you can't use that as an excuse you just have to go out there and you have to put in more resumes you have to work um and you know sometimes you get a bad shake of things and whatever but um i think that's life in general, um, you know, when you look at the fitness spectrum, some people don't have as good a genetics as maybe someone else, and maybe are not as lucky as that person, but you, I think the, the X factor in anything is that hard work, that hustle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so you, you did, we've touched on that a couple times now, where did this kind of entrepreneurial like mindset come from, this business mindset come from? Is that something that was maybe a still a long time ago, or is it something you grew into um, later on. Well, I think
0: um, I never, never cared for uh, management.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, when I worked in restaurants, especially corporate, a lot of the corporate restaurants, the guys who are the general managers actually had never waited tables, hmm. and I thought that was kind of ridiculous.
1: Because you can't relate to yeah, that at all. You know, they have no yeah. idea what's the, actually you're going through. Right? right.
0: They're following the manual, and the manual right. might not be the best course of action on how to deal with a situation. So if I don't want to deal with upper management, then I have to own my own business.
1: Yeah. No. Mm. Um, what? Uh, well, you know, and it's it, but there's there's definitely some truth to that because I think you have you look at some of the more successful companies, and a lot of them have pretty down to earth people running them. People who have you know been quote in the shit so right. to speak. And you know when you have someone who's in that upper management position, that doesn't they can't relate to you. How are you how are you expecting them for to be trusted you know when they're like you you have no idea what I'm going through on a daily basis?
0: yeah, and just you know in you know you guys do this too, like being in a management position, I try to talk to my staff and get their feedback like are you happy? What ideas would you like to see implemented? what do you think the clients feel right now? Are we doing a good job and you know making them know that they're important they're not just secondary i mean i still remember like there's a specific incident where i was working at a restaurant and it was a really bad weather uh ice snow and we were required to wear certain shoes as girls okay so i parked in this spot and i walked into work and the guy who was the manager is like i'd been there just so you know almost a year He said, excuse me, young lady, young lady. And I'm like, is he talking to me? (laughs) Like, like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I've been here a year. You don't even know my name. Like, that's pretty bad. And I was full time. So he's like, "Um, did I see you park? um, Did I see you park in in the non-employee parking area today? And I was like, yeah, actually you did because you guys have not cleared the parking lot. You require us to wear shoes with heels. And this was the first available spot to get in the door and not have to sue you for falling on my ass. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just like, you don't know my name. Your, your, Your first approach is why did you park there? and when i called him on it then instead of like apologizing for his poor behavior he mm-hmm. got on the phone to call maintenance and find out why they hadn't plowed and shoveled the parking there. lot
1: there's just two things there that stick out to me one uh, the big one there is him not owning up to like oh crap you're right mm-hmm. uh, that's the big one <laughs> and then you know the other one is there's a Obviously, this, is like, I'm I'm better than you complex of, like, you know, you're below me, young lady, young lady. Like, what are, what are you talking about? Like, you know my name.
0: You yeah. know? I mean, that guy was rough. Another time, he – I definitely feel like he was a person that made me realize that was not my mm. calling in life, he said.
1: Yeah, and then you, you thank that person later on, you know. Yeah. Like, right. Thank, thank yeah, you like, for showing thanks me. Thanks for uh... – Yeah, showing me that I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, there's a, there's a big uh, – there's an underlying tone of, that's why a lot of people are uh, stepping away from like this kind of corporate scenario of like why they don't want to be in those situations, you know, because it's the, uh, there seems to be these like tears and like, well, I'm better than you because I'm at this level and you're at this level. And, you know, I think the way we try and run things is we try and bring our people up in, in as much as we possibly can to where we're at, giving them ownership of their job, giving them, you know, roles that like, they can make whatever they want, you know, mm-hmm. rather than us saying like, you have to do it this way. You know, there's yeah. certain policies and procedures sure. that have to be put in place, like closing duties and things like that, the way you treat people, but, you know, for the most part it's like, we're we're open to any and all ideas is one of the best parts about mm-hmm. owning a business. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to make money.
2: You know? I, I think you have to, any good kind of entrepreneur business owner, they, they have to show that they, they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. And that they're appreciative of each and every one of their customers or employee, employees, right. especially. And a thing that actually just popped in my head I was talking to one of our members who works for Amazon. We have a couple um, veterans that work for Amazon, and Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, just had everyone, flew everyone out to Arizona and paid for their overnight stay, all their veterans in their company, and he gave a private talk to all of them. And after the talk was over, he stuck around and shook every single one of them's hands. Yeah, Gabe was telling me about that. I was like, man, the richest guy in the world. Yeah, like one of them. One of them. definitely in America. Yeah, you know, Um, he's a one percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. Um, But he told a story about just where he started from, and everyone called him crazy. He's like, I used to have to drive all the books that I sold to the post office, and they were laughing at me. Calling me crazy, like what are you doing? You're selling books. There's like where are you selling books at? Online or yeah, people. So anyway, I just thought it was, you know, to that to that um, you know point, and Gabe's like, you know, and again, very successful guy, um, busy life, all all that stuff, and he's like, you know, I'll never forget that moment. He shook my hand and he thanked me and said, "You're the difference," you know, in this company. <laughs> And it's, that, was, that was powerful. And that's
0: a key differentiator. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of good things about the corporate model as long as the leadership is exactly. there.
1: Exactly. There's, a, there's a photo of – I actually brought it up because Gabe was telling me the story. And There's a photo of um, Jeff Bezos sitting in in office about the size of these um, couches that we're sitting in and just crap all over the floor and a desk and literally just spray paint on the wall was amazon.com That's awesome. <laughs> and, and blue spray paint and you're just sitting there it's his it's an old crt monitor, those big boxy ones sitting on top of books you mm-hmm. know and it's just like that was the start you know yeah. like and you yep. know so again to have that vision have that mindset but again also knowing that he went through a lot of those tough times so that he has it. he does have an idea perspective exactly mm-hmm. um I do want to get to a little bit of the fitness side of things. So, um, like you said, you kind of went the roundabout story of meeting your, your now husband and yeah. things like that. <laughs> right. Um, so having this kind of piano, uh, business, and then how, what did you take from that moving into the fitness side of things when you opened up Fit Philosophy?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think it gave me a lot of practice yeah. at, um, you know, honestly, when you first start working, it's, it's weird to tell people this is how much something costs and like have them write you a check and give you money. Right. <laughs> Did you ever feel yeah. weird yeah. about it's, that?
1: It's been uh, five years in October and it still feels weird. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you set your price, setting your prices and then like saying them, sometimes you're like, whoa, because you know when you're a teenager, you make like your minimum wage job mm-hmm. and then you have a grown up job yep. and you're like, wow. So it was a good practice for um, preparing to yeah. Do all that kind of stuff. Um, I think you know, just I got the hang of. It was, well, they always say your first business is your hardest business because you don't know what you're doing, and then you keep getting better with every business that you open.
1: Sure. Sure. What? Uh, so what, what? What? Let maybe just go through everything that Fit Philosophy does to people who don't know.
0: Okay. So we have all the Pilates equipment. So we do all, all of that. We have TRX. We have spinning bikes, rowing machines. We offer yoga, we offer bar, and um, a fit camp, boot camp type class. And um, it's small group, it's a small place. So, you know, on average you're looking at four to eight people in a class, which Hmm. is a big appeal to people for a number of reasons. If you're self-conscious or you you really like that one-on-one attention but at a better price point, and again, the community factor of really making friends—if you're in the same class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with four to six people, you're probably mm-hmm. going to become a little bit of friends.
1: Sure, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: So that, those, are, and then of course we do private training yeah. and off-site stuff too.
1: Um, and one of the things you touched on was obviously community. That's that's our one of our strongest points here is. Uh, establishing a community uh establishing one that is kind of self-thriving their own you know I heard someone over the weekend they had people over from the gym you know like there's Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of communities where like you're not going to go to la fitness and Mm -hmm. be like hey i met this guy right him and his wife are coming over for dinner (laughs) what are
0: you talking about it's so weird exactly uh
1: what do you think it takes to build a, a strong community within your business, within your gym, you know, your, your facility?
0: Well, I I do think some of it's leadership and facilitating conversations. I know I've gotten many thank you notes over the past six years, people saying, you know, I can't believe the community you've built here. I've, I've made such great friends here and I do a lot of, and you know, I do client appreciation at least once a quarter. I, I, I do um, a holiday lunch with my uh, some some of my clients who have been with me for six years. I've taken all my clients to a Christmas concert, mm. um, so I do a lot of appreciation, and that helps them to talk to each other outside of the studio as well.
1: Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to have those those extracurricular stuff activities that kind of that way you're not talking about whatever you're doing in the gym that day mm-hmm. you know, to get people outside of there their comfort zone i know one of the big ones we have is a super bowl party where we had we actually have most of it up here which is one of the few events we have that is centered like in a very small area compared mm-hmm. to like we'll have stuff out in the gym but right. you still can be pretty spread out here it's kind of like everyone's stuck in one little spot yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna start talking and, and having some fun so um excuse me uh so when you are you know taking these people out to uh you know, lunches and things like that. Are they, I guess the what I'm looking for, are, are they now expecting it or do you change things up to where it's? No,
0: oh no, it's not yeah. like an expectation. Yeah. It's just something that, it's a ki- out of kindness. Sure. And they love it. They look forward to the different events that we have. And
1: Yeah.
2: Very now. Awesome. Um I think that's all good stuff. Do you do stuff similar with your staff? I like to kind of team build within yes. people. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. Again, I try to make it at least quarterly. It's, it's sometimes hard to wrangle people more than that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I do. It's
2: even hard to wrangle them quarterly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like that's, a good that's, goal that's to that's
0: do at a quarterly event, you know?
2: Definitely what we see. When anytime, you know, one of our big focuses in uh, 2018, we're sitting here and um, two days before Thanksgiving, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> the best, best of the best. best I literally just
1: the... had Thanksgiving prior to coming. Like, it was like yeah. we have leftover Thanksgiving from Friendsgiving stuff. And mm-hmm. It was like, all week I'm just preparing more and more turkey. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we, you know, one of our big focuses was, uh, you know, each month we were trying to do something uh, social, you know. And, and sometimes it's a, it was a hit, sometimes it wasn't. And it was usually just really dependent on people's schedules. I know I'm still kind of at an age where I'm getting invited to a lot of weddings and you know different things like that. Um, you know different seasons of the year obviously a lot of our members have kids. So it's just trying to coordinate those schedules but definitely for us just being intentional with it and trying to you know really follow through you know. We find that out too is just part of being a business owner is like trying to do what you say you're going to do <laughs> and I'm sure you butt up against that sometimes. but. Um, yeah, I think the, the community, obviously, is a super important part and just kind of reflects your culture, you know, and, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um,
1: one of the things you, you touched on a little bit was um, having a smaller class size and people that are self-conscious. Um, uh, you obviously probably know your your target market at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a pretty good idea. nail that down. What are you providing for them as far as, like, what, what I guess, One of the things that we always say is we try to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, people hear the word CrossFit and I think there's, there's some, there's enough YouTube videos and videos of CrossFit games out there to Mm -hmm. see like, well, that guy looks like that or that girl looks like that and they can do this. I don't want to look like that or there's Mm -hmm. no way I can do that. Mm -hmm. And we're always telling people we're going to meet you where you're at. If you've got a bum knee from, you know, an injury you had years ago, or you're just deconditioned and have never done anything, we will meet you where you're at and build from there. And it, it's a really, it's kind of an uphill battle, especially in Florence, Kentucky, for whatever reason. But um, what are you doing for a lot of your your people who come in that are really self-conscious? How do you kind of get over that hump of like, like you're gonna be okay?
0: Well, somebody, I always do like an intake or I'm always the first person that a person will contact mm-hmm. if they're interested in coming to the studio. So, we we'll almost do like a little interview. It could be on the phone. It could be in person, depending. Like if they sound really nervous, I say, hey, um, you know, let's make a time to meet so I can show you the studio. And we can talk for about 10, 15 minutes and establish where you are with everything. And that way on the front end, if somebody needs a couple privates,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we, we can set that up. Um, or if they're going to integrate into a group, we can we pretty much establish that from the beginning if we just do that little intake Mm -hmm. and that way when they start out they feel successful that's really the biggest thing
1: yeah we try and tell people no mark says it a lot like we need to give you got to give people wins Mm -hmm. you got to give people wins left and right
2: if they if they come in that first day and you're like you know they leave feeling incompetent they're not coming back
0: exactly yeah it's the worst
2: it's it's it really is and I think we've all been there before like if you're like all right Mark let's play the piano I'm like I don't know like how, you know you're like all right right, we'll learn this simple song you're not gonna start with like Mozart you yeah. know like oh, oh, okay I'm done yeah. you know uh, one thing I was going to ask um, selfishly because I'm I, I battle with this right now um, you know so we're obviously the owners of the business and we're trying to you know get out of maybe coaching a little bit more and actually working on the business as opposed to in the business yes what did that process maybe look like for you did, did you start out kind of <clears throat> excuse me leading some classes or was it always kind of you're doing more like uh, like you said leadership kind of no role? <laughs> um,
0: this this last year um, mm-hmm. that's just about wrapped up mm-hmm. which is year five was really the first year that I brought in staff so for the first Whoa. five years I've been teaching about mm, 38 classes a week and privates Damn. and running the business so yes Sheesh. it is a struggle um, I mean I would recommend to anybody to have a business coach mm-hmm. I do have a business coach and Very cool. um, He's here in Northern Kentucky. His name is Drew Schweigman, and it's Action Coach. It's a company that was founded by Brad Sugars. I know you guys listen to podcasts, so he's a good guy to check out. He does Mm -hmm. interviews, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And um, we've been working every quarter. I do a quarterly planning session, Mm -hmm. I do a call with him every two weeks and establishing, like, I knew I needed to work less. So we made a plan of how to work less. And, um, and of course, you guys know people want you, so you bring a new trainer yeah. in, new coach, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They're like, oh, "Where's, where's Jarrett? I want Jarrett today." Yeah, no one says uh, that about me though. They, uh, they really well, <laughs> no one says really, so it's a slow really, process of like transitioning them to get used to other people.
2: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I think that's a huge pressure point with our business, right? Because you're the, you're the star, you know. And well, that's, because that's everyone we, knows you're. Yeah. No one's
1: going to care as much as you do. Right you know mm-hmm. it's really hard to find those people who are going to be that vested who don't
2: have an ownership role and then again it's always it's always leadership and it's always like how are you training your people how are you conveying your message how are mm-hmm. you taking care of them and it goes back to your story you mentioned about when you were working at the restaurant it's like that manager or whoever it was you know young lady or whatever he called you um, he probably didn't care about that business so he's not going to he's not going to be like hey you know what i completely understand the situation Hey, if you don't mind, give me your keys. I'll go park your car for you. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with this. Right, you know, that's, right. That's that's right. like an Different owner of the approach. business. Exactly. That's the owner of the business. Like we're we're kind of we're constantly thinking of like, all right, how do we make our client the star kind of thing, the, the hero centric. Exactly. The client, the client, is, the client is the hero. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you
0: through and also just going through like a long process of interviewing. You know, they say hire mm-hmm. slow, fire fast. Mm-hmm. So if somebody calls me about a job, they. Um, I meet them I have them prepare
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would say prepare a 15 to 20 minute class that demonstrates your best skill set mm. and then I have some other questions I ask them and then if I think that they're a good fit then they have to teach a group of select clients mm-hmm. a demo class oh, and then intriguing. if that goes well we are on a trial basis for at least 90 days
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I like that that's really good because uh you know especially what we do is still is still relatively young um, when, it, when it comes to, like the trainers and things like that mm. it seems like most of them are usually pretty young because you've got someone who's young and fit they decide that like oh well, I, I think I could really this is a lot of fun I enjoy doing this I would like to coach it and especially when it comes to our clientele which our average age is, is generally above your, your mid to upper 30s like you're kind of past the point of being impressed by a 22 year old. You know, like I don't care how much you know, like I need someone to tell me like, hey, Mm -hmm. do this, but in a nice manner. They're, you know, generally professional, so they're expected to be talked to in a certain way, and you get young people Mm -hmm. who are, you know, high and mighty on their own ability, and then that's where you run into some of the problems.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm also big on continuing education.
1: Yeah, you have to. And
0: resume, I need to know your experience, too. I mean, I'm not against hiring somebody who's less experienced if they're willing to improve Mm -hmm. and grow and Mm -hmm. do some mentoring and shadowing and that kind of stuff. But I would say all the instructors who currently work at the studio, they're like exercise science degrees, nutrition degrees, and post-secondary certifications.
1: Yeah, Mm. Yeah, it's really Cool. cool. Um, so, uh, where does the, uh, the second business, which is relatively new, correct, where does that fall in?
0: So, when I, I'm on master trainer, which means that I travel and t- train the trainers, train the coaches. Sure. And when I was at a summit in California last January, they had a surprise for all of us, and we did a sound off experience. So, sound off technology is a headset that you wear. Many people know about silent discos where you wear the headsets, there's three different channels, you pick what you listen to with your friends. It's really fun. Now, they're also using it in fitness technology. So, we run special events with sound off. It can be sound off yoga, it can be sound off really any class format. The fun part about it is you can do it pretty much anywhere. It eliminates the external noise factors. Where you know if you're teaching a class in a park,
1: you gotta bring speakers. You gotta and, yell. You well, gotta
0: right. And the people back in the back probably yep. can't hear anything you're saying.
1: You got a barbecue going on over here with their mm-hmm. music. It's yeah, totally genius.
0: So it's super fun, unique. People really like it. Um, and you get in your zone. You like totally just get into your little zone. It's the music. It's the instructor. And you feel like you're getting kind of a private lesson in a group setting. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been really cool. Um, and after I took that class, I was like, no, we got to we got to bring this to the Midwest. So we've been doing events in Cincinnati, uh, Louisville, and in Cleveland. We got one in Dayton coming up, and working on one in Indy. But I'm, uh, obviously, I'm home based here, so yeah. the more events I can do here, the better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, yeah the the cool thing is is the benefit of being in the midwest is everything gets here late so so yeah. it's been tried and tested in other places so they've worked out all the kinks for the most part the benefit part. yeah but
0: yeah. what's the negative
1: the negative fact that it's, people don't want to
2: change
0: yeah. people don't like trying new things oh my god it right. right. freaks Unreal. them out
1: yeah it freaks everybody out yeah so yeah, yeah. trying to find <laughs> trying to get people who are a little bit more adventurous now the cool thing is is as you see you know, places like you know Cincinnati really start to pick up mm-hmm. is, and especially with an influx of of people and young professionals coming in. You do have a little bit more adventurous spirit.
0: Definitely, you know? it's getting better all the time. It
1: is definitely getting better. If we can only get you know people to try fun things out in Florence, Florence is like the hub of Applebee's and and Fridays. It's like everything here is like a corporate chain. It's the mm-hmm. weirdest little area. Mm-hmm. So slowly but surely, we're getting there. You
0: got the first core life eatery. That's
1: right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's random, a, that's right? A, that's it's, a big deal. It's so, it's so random. Uh, but yeah, there's Wayfair moving in. with Amazon's gonna Amazon's be close. a big deal. Yeah. So
2: there's a lot of jobs. There's a lot of jobs happening in Florence. So anyway, there's. It's always good and bad. You know, you, if you find the perfect spot, let us know.
0: Uh, right. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: um. So
1: uh. So you have the two businesses now, and you also have a. Family, right? So, what is what's your current family dynamic like?
0: Uh, well, my husband is great, he uh, he's an accountant, his his, his full time job. He's an so accountant, so he went
1: from teaching yoga. Well, to that being was an no, that was
0: always a side uh-uh. gig. <laughs> then you went, you but went around. Interestingly, he did actually work for many years in the department of corrections in the juvenile. Department. Really. Mm-hmm. So that was a big career change mm-hmm. to yeah. go from that to accounting.
2: That is huge. I mean, jeez. The first I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going from. I, I can imagine there would be some huge upsides and downsides oh. to doing that. I feel like you would just be bored constantly, but also feel like
0: not somewhat bored.
1: somewhat relief. Relieved. Oh, you mean
0: with the accounting? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say not with the other yeah, job, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's some craziness. But um, so he is very and has always been a great support to me because you know it's kind of a big deal when your significant other says I want to open my own business mm-hmm. that's a big risk no matter who you are I guess you know if you had an indispensable amount of money but for a regular people yeah. it's a big deal mm-hmm. yeah and um so he's great and we figured out a system because we do have a four-year-old so that was a big um oh uh, my you guys made may one day have a family. That's a, mm-hmm. a, an interesting a juggling act. But the cool thing for you, if you do have a family, I don't, do you have any kids?
2: No, I don't think I But um,
0: <laughs> it's, that's one of the best things about having my own business, is I've been able to bring my daughter to work with me. She works out with me. It's, no, that's cool. and, and so from being a baby, she's just seen that healthy lifestyle Sure. And she thinks it's fun and great.
2: Yeah, and,
1: and
0: that's really cool
2: and normal, mm-hmm. right? Like oh, yeah, this is a normal this is thing. This just what you do. You right. go and
0: that's mommy's work. We go that's exercise. Right.
2: Yeah,
0: so that's really cool. And yeah. uh, we figured out how to juggle all that.
1: Yeah. What What are some of those those challenges you had to learn how to juggle?
0: Um, I feel like when you become a parent, you want to have the most time with your kid that you can. And when they're little, right now I'm actually lucky because with our bizarre work schedules, right? Like we start early, 5 Mm -hmm. a.m.
1: Yeah, And then
0: then we have like that afternoon time, Mm -hmm. which is great when your kids aren't in school because you just hang out with them. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Then I go back to work at night, right? You go back, like it's just the weirdest schedule ever. But when she starts school, that's part of the whole. What you were saying—you mm-hmm. need to get out of your business. I know that when she starts school, there's going to be after-school stuff, and I don't want to miss out on that. So just mm-hmm. not wanting to miss out on your kid's life because of your business.
1: Yeah, yeah, that has to be.
2: So that's, it, that's the hardest part. Sorry, um, is just really that system, systems, you know, and procedures and policies and all these things and training the trainers and coaching the coaches and yeah, it's it's it can be overwhelming. So it's always. I definitely agree with you. We were actually had a business coach for a while, and we're kind of in between um, finding a little coach, so we might um, get that guy's contact, who knows, uh, once we're done, but I think that's our biggest thing because we kind of see this, like Jared's recently married, I've been married a year now, we're both, you know, planning on maybe having a family, right. you know, stuff like that, and it's, I feel that coming. You yeah, know? It's, it's it's a big yeah. change.
0: And mm-hmm. it's, it's cool, it, it really elevates your selflessness in life mm-hmm. having a child
2: but then you're yeah but yeah. you
0: can't then it's hard because you have to balance taking care of yourself mm-hmm. right you know yeah, what I mean yeah,
2: something gets lost in there I think that's with a lot of our clients too you see on there whenever they're getting that four five six year old when maybe they're sleeping a little bit more and maybe they're getting back on track and the first thing that's popping up is like whoa I've neglected
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I've yeah. neglected my health and I'm really stressed
1: well then the, the ultimate one is you can't take care of your kids if you're not here Right, you know, like that's the all—that's the right. ultimate yeah, one, you know, sure. where it's like if you can keep neglecting yourself, and God forbid something terrible happens to you, you can't take care of anybody, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to take take that one hour, you know, that one hour a day, mm-hmm. you know, it comes out to like four percent of your day. Right, that's all we're asking for, you know. So my, um, blood, my bladder's failing. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, um, okay. but the uh, you know the the thing that we we try and. And we're slowly starting to incorporate. Because if you imagine now we've been here for five years, and some of those kids were seven when some of our original members started with us, they're now twelve, right? Become teenagers Mm -hmm. and things like that. So we're, we're trying to incorporate. How do we involve the family now? You know, how do we involve the entire family, the kids as well? To really get them on that that path of like a healthy lifestyle and understand that like you can lift weights when you are 12 years old under the correct supervision you're not going to be maxing out on your back squat but you can still be moving correctly and mm-hmm. learn those those movement patterns early on they're only going to help you later mm-hmm. you know anytime we get a uh, an ex gymnast or someone who is brought up to lift correctly and they come in their later years they're always just picking up on things just like that mm-hmm. versus someone who didn't and now you've got to you know the, the the old story is you know try to teach an old dog a new trick mm-hmm. you know if you get someone who comes in as an adult and they've never been taught some of these things it's a lot harder for those people to learn you know yeah. and you're fighting an uphill battle because usually they're going to be deconditioned and they don't want to try and learn new stuff and you know you're they're feeling dumb because they've never done it before. You know, so it's kind of a, a triple whammy, so to speak. So, yeah. Um. Anyways, what um, as far as so you have two businesses now, is it gonna stay with two? You want? Do you think you have plans on doing more? Do you have? Plans people on ask just, me that all the time. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, you're on your third business. Oh, uh, I don't know. I always say, you know, somebody just asked me two days ago. And I don't know what she said. Something like, "Do you think you'll still be there in ten years? Like, you'll still have your studio in ten years." And it's like, well, that's really kind of an impossible answer because yeah. I have no intention to close my business, but you just never know what opportunities will come your way,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly because there, there could be someone that says, oh wow this is this is great, I love what you do here, especially if you have a lot of those um, you know policies and procedures in place to where someone could just come in and turnkey operations right, and say, oh well, I'll give you this much money and Boom. I'll just take this book and this is how you run it.
0: Yeah. Now, so you never At that know. point it's
1: it's up to them. You know, the leadership roles are a little are gonna be a little bit different. Um, you know, how they run things may be a little bit different than yours and that's always the kind of risk where mm-hmm. you see some of those um, small businesses that get bought up where they go out and franchise. You know, I think you see yeah. it sometimes in restaurants where you get you see like a new franchise pop up and it doesn't work out because that original spark is not there
0: yeah and I you know. mean the other thing I'm looking at as far as future I mean you guys know because we met under the circumstance of charity and fundraising yeah. is that's always an important thing to me so I've actually been working on um, maybe establishing a non profit I'm just in the research phase of that because I'm completing my trauma training uh, warriors for yoga okay so it's post-traumatic stress addiction and recovery uh, retraining your parasympathetic nervous system—it's just really interesting. It's like a 140-hour huh. therapy program, and possibly making another arm that extends to dealing with a different population altogether.
1: Sure. Huh. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's something important to me too. Yeah, that's we're awesome.
1: we're always trying to figure out different ways to help the people around us, um, and we do very very on a much smaller scale. Like right now, uh, you know, we—it's two days before Thanksgiving. We we have a canned food drive, and that turned from just collecting canned goods and giving them to somebody to now we have a, a workout that's involved with the entire gym to where people bring in canned goods, and the workout is denoted by what canned goods they bring in. So if you bring in a can of green beans, you do a burpee if you bring in a can of <laughs> corn. Funny. so. yeah. Uh, but but the, you know, the point is, is that you kind of gamify things a little bit uh, and, and get them involved rather than just say, hey, bring in canned goods. We're going to donate it to somebody, you know. Um, and we've done things that this, this past Memorial Day we actually had uh, Brandon come in from uh, Purple Hearts and Heroes, and he was a wounded veteran. And think he's what? He told me like on his 16th surgery or something ridiculous like he's that. An incredible
2: human being. Yeah, he, he really is. he really was. Uh, he's is. doing he's doing way bigger things than we are, honestly. Um, yep. But it was nice to be able to help him out. We did a little fundraiser for his and his business, Purple Hearts and Heroes. Shout out to that. Basically, he takes um, people. You know, uh, veterans suffer maybe from PTSD or just young um, children with disabilities, and teaches them how to hunt and fish. Yep. So it's pretty cool. It takes them out in the nature and gets a little therapy and, and helps cool. them out and shares a okay. story. It's very powerful. But I, you know, I think that just to hop in. Um, I think that's one of the things. You know. Uh, we're kind of outlining for next year is like trying to get involved a little more charitable even even like more intentional as opposed to like you know it's good to Mm -hmm. do stuff kind of more not like random but like kind of what you're saying like figure out a cause and kind of really support it sorry no
0: there's another another thing that we do both fit philosophy and with my sound off stuff it's it's called b1g1 and that Mm -hmm. is um buy one give one Mm. it's an international company based in Singapore and they have an amazing platform it's for b2b Mm. so I and you guys could do the same as you you can designate they have I can't even tell you how many charities over 500 maybe a thousand that have been um, thoroughly researched and vetted Mm. and they meet all the standards of the UN so before they can become eligible, they have to go through this gotcha. process. Yeah. And, so you're not
1: just giving some guy,
0: right? Yeah. And they actually do site visits, and they um, they travel to the different places. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's really really cool. So anyway, you take your so like for example, at my studio we sell um, those little bar socks that girls wear, right, mm-hmm. for bar class, and mm-hmm. so every time a bar sock is purchased, it tells you, it shows you on the website we donate to this cause yeah. every time. You buy a a class pass. I donate to this cause. Every time we do a sound off event, a child gets a day of hearing. Mm. And so, like it's it's a way as a business that you can give back. And on it's all about daily giving. Mm. And they also have a personal giving. So like every time I buy a cup of coffee, I make a donation. Every time, like it's just my own thing that I do. Mm -hmm. So that's just another way that you guys can do give back. And it doesn't even impact your clients because they don't have to give it they're just buying they're just mm. buying a pass right yeah mm-hmm. and you're
2: you're giving something back to but someone through that else. it almost creates like culture yeah you know within you talk about like community building and stuff like that what better way to have your fingerprints all over the world you know yeah. exactly and that's what i love about like tom shoes and stuff i don't even want like buy Tom's shoes. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, you like them. But I, I like them, you know, and I don't really know much about them, well, you know, but I know that every time you buy a pair of shoes, someone else gets a pair of shoes in Africa or wherever else, right. you know, and I think that's awesome, you know? It's pretty special. And I don't think anyone's going to be like, well, that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's universal truths to, like, and charitable giving is always a good idea. Always. Yeah. A kindness. Yeah. Just living
0: out of kindness. Like, that's another fun thing with mm-hmm. having a kid, mm. is... we talk about that we just practice kindness to others in Mm. any way we can
2: that's huge especially now you know obviously all obviously you know everything's more viral these days bullying's always Uh been around forever right but now especially it's being more spotlighted and you know again I don't have kids but it would be tough to deal with that, like if your son or daughter is a bully, you know, like I don't know. or being bullied. Yeah, be, or being bullied, you know. Either either one is honestly a tough deal. Well,
0: I think part of what you guys are talking about too with your future is, you know, it's you know the studies are talking about with kids. You know, you give them a purpose. You give mm-hmm. them things that they can attach to that are positive. Mm-hmm. Exercise is super positive. Mm-hmm. It, it produces positive chemicals in your body. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one way that you guys are contributing. Sure.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, as we kind of wind things down a little bit, we always ask uh, the same same question uh, to pretty much everybody that's on here. It's a pretty simple question, but everyone's always had a, a different answer. Uh, it's just a very simple question of what is your definition of success?
0: <laughs> simple question, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Super simple.
0: Oh, that's 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 not a simple question. Um, hmm. I mean, I think I just take it back to the root. You know, at the end of the day, when you close your eyes at night, knowing you've you've done your best, you've given your best. You know, of of goodness in life, forgiving yourself for your mistakes and starting fresh the next day.
2: Mm. I like that forgiveness piece. That's huge. I think so many times we can beat ourselves oh, up, especially right. as business owners. You're like, oh, I can't believe I said that thing, or you know, or I, you know.
0: Everybody is tough. C- We're all our worst critics, yeah, right?
2: Absolutely. I think that's part of the magic, right? Of, of finding success is just, just like you said, to find it really well, is dealing with our mess in our own unique way, whatever that looks like, and being okay with it
0: and and being grateful right Mm -hmm. it's thanksgiving week
2: thankful Mm -hmm. for all
0: we have because i'm always just like mystified by that it's always highlighted at this time of year but especially think about it when it's cold Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i agree Mm -hmm. um where uh where can people find you website and things like that
0: uh yeah so at sound off cincinnati or uh, soundoffcincinnati.com and then Fit Philosophy or at Fit Philosophy IG. And, of course, we're on Facebook for both of those. Um, yeah. And so, thank you for having me on the show, guys. Yeah. It was fun to talk to you some yeah. more in-depth. Absolutely. We're all so busy. That's a hard thing about being business owners. You don't really get a lot of time to spend with other business oh, owners. Well, as you
2: mentioned, we get this weird time of day. We do most of these around right. lunch. Right, right. You know, and, and as long as it links up, then, yeah. It's almost
1: like uh, the the. The, a lot of the moms that come in, like a lot of them come in, like it's like this is the only adult interaction I have all day. It's like this is the only right. like uh, non-client to uh, right, interaction right. we get all day. Sometimes, so uh, thank you again for taking your time out to come up here, uh, and thank you all for listening to Triumph every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere else your podcasts are found. You can find us on TriumphStrength.net, on Instagram at TriumphStrength, and Facebook at Facebook.com/slash TriumphStrength. Thanks again.